guys, welcome to The Jig Is Up. My name is Darcy, and before we kick in tonight's uh, patron-only episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about this episode, uh, but for our, it is supposed to be for our patrons only. However, tonight we're offering it free to everybody. Um, number one, I think the message that, that we have in this episode needs to be heard by many people, but also uh, we want to offer you this to show you the kind of content you'll get on our patron page. Um, and if you haven't already gone there, go to www.patreon.com patreon.com slash the jig is up and the link will be in the description of the show and there you will find uh, you can pledge to gain access to exclusive content plus you'll get rewards if you pledge so for example for the $10 pledge per month this month we will be planting a tree in, in honor of your pledge uh, plus you gain exclusive content and you'll the I mean the most important part is you get a shout out on the show right so check those things out on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash thejigisup, and uh, find us there. We also post all of our free episodes there, so you'll be able to get it in one-stop shopping. Uh, tonight's episode, we have Corian Pruden, who is a member of a, of a Métis community here in Alberta, and she is going to speak to the, um, the frustration she feels towards the lack of accountability and transparency in her region. Um, and I think this is something that we all can really kind of, uh, you know, empathize with. We can all, all kind of understand what she's talking about and how she feels, because I think we've all experienced that frustration. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did, and check us out on Patreon. And for now, here we go, Corey Ann Pruden. All right, welcome to the show, and I'd like to welcome uh, Corey Ann Pruden. And uh, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yes, and actually, this is our second attempt at this. First time we had some technical issues, so um, welcome back, I guess. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, and um, I understand that there's some some issues in Region One. So we'll get right into it. Well, I'm a grassroots Métis from born and raised in Lac La Biche, pretty much educated in Lac La Biche, um, going for Bachelor of Education, um, pretty much raising children, you know, living the uh, pretty busy life and uh, um, just staying busy and trying to stay up with the politics in Region 1. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently, the, but I we have issues. We have huge issues in regards to uh, human rights violations, and uh, the biggest one is uh, human rights violations not providing goods and services and accommodations to the facility. Basically, stating that uh, we haven't had a meeting since 2015 with our collectives, and uh, as we all know, this this community, this this region, basically went and built another municipality. So. The issues are is what are what how do you serve the collectives if you can't provide the needs and goods and services? Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the the human you, uh, human rights aspect of that. So, um, are they denying Métis people services through their local Métis up there? Well, basically, what it is is okay. What it is is okay. We're, we're the region has a collective of twenty five hundred Métis. Okay. So what happens is the the region is to serve the 2500 Métis. But what's been happening is the region hasn't been having meetings in Lac La Biche. So what they've been doing is having these these regional meetings in Fort McMurray, and they've been ha- hosting them mostly in Fort McMurray, 
for Fort Mackay in the in the northern upper north areas. And okay. but the collectives, let's let's just say the locals that that amount to the to the collectives that are up there doesn't amount to the collectives that are here in the region. So say for instance, there's 2,500 Métis collectively in this region, and they only they only provide goods and services to 435 that are in the locals, and uh, that's an issue because <laughs> you're not serving the the 2,500. So what are our collectives are? What are they there for? And what are our what are our what are our Métis there for? If you can't even serve our our human rights, you can you can you can. There the thing is, Métis Region One is more concerned about my Facebook posts rather than serving human rights. So we have an issue there. Well, yeah, you actually got some some letters from lawyers uh, threatening you with defamation and all sorts of things for. Oh, I'm supposed and... I'm supposedly the most vicious Métis in Lachlabish. <laughs> nope, <laughs> but I'm I'm not going to say that I'm the vicious. I'm the most. I'm I'm one of the Métis that want human rights served in the region and for all 2,500 of us, uh, fairness across the board. You can't just serve your cousins because you know what? Family first is actually. A human right violation. You can't just serve your family when there's 2,500 of us. So now, that's the reason why we're raising, we're making noise is because there's a lot of us that don't get what we need. Like I applied for, for funding, but apparently this is what I was told, that um, our, 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 our applications were thrown in the garbage for um, executive secretary of the region so she got the two she got the fourth uh, she, uh, our applications were thrown in the garbage so the daughter could receive the scholarships and the funds and then the president doubled up on them and then our applications were thrown in the garbage wow. so obviously there's issues and and I had and this and this was brought up to me by one of uh, the vice president and he said he can also validate that as well yeah now, um, wow. So is it essentially they're focusing on, is it like an economic reason? Like they're focusing up in Fort McMurray because that's where industry is and that's where the big... That's basic. That's basically how it works is, okay, so what happens is um, industry invite indigenous to this, to our table, to the, to their tables, right? Yeah. And they basically tell us what is available to us as resources and different types of programs and stuff like this. Well... What they've been doing is like um, Fort Mac. They haven't been inviting the remainder of the collectives. They're, they went and created these different entities, like different entities. And we're not even sure if these entities are constitutionally correct because we're aware that some of them are First Nation. And speaking of First Nation, we can't use First Nation or non-Indigenous for our collectives because that would be considered fraud. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so they're they're using. Um, I guess are they like setting up separate corporations, or are they just setting up? They're setting up so uh, uh, setting up associations. I guess you could, another association like oh, okay. Athabasca Métis. Um, they're setting up different boards and committees. However, what happened here is um, there's a certain there's a there's a protocol there's a certain uh, framework for the Métis, and what they did was. They went above provincial's head with the ministers and told the ministers that they are the collective of the region. So I guess apparently at the regional meeting that they had last week, they were given letters by Audrey Patra, and I'm not too sure exactly what was stated on those letters, but um, 
they were told that they cannot go above provincial's head and speak to the minister and get money and that they kind of overrode the uh, the uh, the province the provincial uh, collectives so there's issues there when it comes to um um, Fort Mackay meeting with the government and not proper uh, protocols uh, because um, all the other regions in the province have signed protocols except for Region 1 and we'd like to know why and uh, and that's something uh, I guess uh, when Daniel got suspended he was suspended because he told uh, apparently Fort Mackay um, Lakeland Local 1909, anybody that's related to the president or is affiliated to the president that's up of, of the upper crust stated that uh, Daniel wasn't, uh, Daniel. they didn't agree with Daniel citing the protocols. So Daniel uh, abstained against that. Um, uh, another local president abstained against that. So they pushed him out. They only wanted the locals that are going to agree with them and give them what they want. And as for anybody that abstained, well, they pushed him out. They so, even pushed out the vice president as well. So now, now we're talking. Um, so the, you have your Métis local organizations, and then Region One is trying to kind of. It seems like they're trying to break away from the Métis Nation and do well, their own thing. Well, basically, they're trying exactly what what they're doing is they're 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 they use their regional collectives all this time, all this time for the last past well for for the term of uh, I guess you could say. Since the last election, they pretty much created, sustained, and developed all these different entities. But the thing, the question is, how is it that none of the money has has made it to our regional table for our collectives? And why are we told that we're broke? Right. But yet these guys are receiving millions of dollars for whose collectives? And are these collective status? And are these uh, are they constitution constitutionally correct Métis? And how many of these locals are actually? We'd like to know. Who are these lo- who are these members on these locals and if their status? Those are the, some of the questions that we'd like to ask. And I I, I definitely would would encourage Audrey Patra to run the na- the 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 membership and provincial memberships names before elections to find out who might have chosen uh, First Nations during the time from the last election to today because then those names will be removed because we can't have First Nations on our Métis uh, nation. And 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 all due respect to First Nations, I do respect them. But us Métis can't go to a band meeting and vote and sit on boards. You know what? Band chiefs and band members know who's who, and they'll tell you to leave, and they'll do it nicely and respectfully. They'll even feed you after the meeting is done. But you have there's protocols, there's traditional protocols that have to be abided, and and Métis Nation doesn't abide those. Yeah. Now is this um like. So region region one, there's kind of a portion of it that wants to seems like it wants to break away, and then um, it seems like from your side, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like from your side, you guys want to stay with the Métis Nation and stay kind of connected that way, um, and you're trying to trying to figure out where all this money has gone over the last few years to the region one. Is that is that an accurate statement? What we want is we want uh, we want to see the financial statements. From 2010 to 2018, we want to see exactly where all the money has gone and pinpoint like check numbers, transactions to accounts, showing us exactly where our regional core funding went to and exactly what these locals gained, what they used, what they I I would like to see how much they got. 
because they don't they don't come to Lac La Biche. We haven't had a meeting since 2015, and the last time we had a meeting, uh, the president referred to us as the Gong Show. <laughs> wow. Um, so now I, I no no no. You know what? I wasn't even involved in those meetings prior, but we've had issues since 2012, uh, 2014. Uh, ballot boxes were broken for elections. Um, the ballot box didn't make it back to um, the provincial office till after the weekend, and the seal was broken. And I honestly believe Willie Landstrom should have been the president at the, for this this term. And I do believe ballot boxes were stuffed. So now is there this, was issues right from elections. Is this a matter of of? Well, I, it sounds to me like there's a lot of issues here. There's a lack of transparency. There's a lack of accountability. But there's also well, a lack is, that's of. Exact- that's exactly my point. We want yeah. a accountability and then transparency movement. We want them to. We would like to have a regional meeting where they show us exactly where they spent our where they spent the collective's money, because obviously we're not getting it. So now, what are these? Co- sorry to interrupt. So what are they for? Sorry. Is that in the bylaws? Like, is a is an audited annual financial statement to its, yes. to the members? Is that in the bylaws? Kind of thing. Yes, it's it's we're supposed to be shown these things every okay. year like we go through the budget. Yeah. Okay, well, they go through the budget in 2 hours after a year of spending. They don't answer our questions. They pretty much do it in a I guess you could say in um uh in a formal way, but it doesn't pinpoint where money was spent. It just shows lump sums. It's not broken up in quarterlies. It doesn't specify uh the first quarterly what was that spent on. Yeah. And the questions I'd like to ask is, how in the heck did Diane Scoville get a $20,000 raise? How did they get $20,000 raise? Nobody gets a $20,000 raise. <laughs> Not even the prime minister gets pride. Well, you know what? I hate to say that. He's been getting it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's been taking collectives. So yeah. I can't say anything about Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> um, well, and that that is, a, you know, it seems to be a growing concern everywhere is that you know, you they they put out these financials, um, and no matter it doesn't seem to matter which local or region or organization it is, there just seems to be a lack of accountability. So, um, like I've noticed well, in is, a lot this of is, it, this is this is the thing: we are denied goods and services, accommodations to facility. We haven't had a meeting in in Lac La Biche since 2015. So we don't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, Audrey Putcher came down here at the Bolt Center for harvesting. And then we had another meeting before that. And when we went to this meeting, we didn't have a clue what was being what was going to be told. We haven't seen our president since 2015. That was the first time we've seen her. She put on this big facade about this speech. But as soon as it was time, like she ate and then she left. So Audrey, Madam President had to sit there with the regional collectives and ask and answer our questions. And she, she pretty much asked us, she goes, how come you guys aren't informed about this? And they said, you know what, Madam President, you if you didn't come down here and address us and inform us, we wouldn't have known what was going on in our province. Wow. So what is to, what, I guess, um, what is to stop you guys from forming your own local? Is there anything to stop that? Or can you get out of the control of the Region 1 and kind of... Can you break up Region 1? Is there a way to do that? I don't I have, I don't know. No, I don't think I'd want to dismantle um, uh, or, or, or break up or even try to 
modify our, our, our regional office because right now I know there's a new governance that's coming in and they're wanting uh, Métis Constitution and there's there's money coming in for housing, um, health care, education. They're talking about, you know, families keeping trap lines, housing. Housing in, is an issue in yeah. Laclabishan and Conklin. Yeah. Um, there's a there's the there's rising issues of missing and murdered women, uh, children that are are um, basically there's lots of there's a lot of racial profiling as well in Laclabish. Um, uh, oppression in regards to jobs. Immigrants are picked before the Métis. Um, we're kind of like the, this is the thing. We are the Canadians, but yet we're picked last. We're not served. Our collectives aren't served even by our president or our, our locals. So we have issues and we can go, we complain to Audrey and we address them with her, but nothing is being said and it's kind of kept hush hush and our answers aren't being a- our questions are not being answered so it's kind of like this we have to search for our own i guess you could say information based on who's at these meetings who can tell us what and if whoever's there and the one person that pretty much informs us is one local and she 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 pretty much is the one that was ousted by Fort Mackay, Conklin, uh, Lakeland Local, and all these other places. Like they had a meeting here on April 16th uh, in Fort Mackay. It went from Fort McMurray to Fort Mackay. Yeah. None of our members got to attend. And I guess when uh, these local presidents attended, they weren't even allowed to sit at the table. Oh, wow. Daniel wasn't even allowed to sit at the table. Wow. Um, so is it, uh, like, is there just a lot of the same people on local boards and region and like, is it a lot of the same people running these boards? So that's why. Yes. It's the same ones. It's all, um, Diane's, um, Diane's daughter has, um, a Lakeland local 1909. She supposedly has 82 members, but I actually talked to one of the members and he said he wants to jump ship. He said, because he wasn't paid. And uh, he has issues. He had issues with that. And he said he didn't like the fact that he was left out of the collective. And yeah. he said he want, he doesn't want to be a part of that anymore. He said because only certain people that uh, only certain members get to go to these meetings. And, and they get paid to go to these meetings. And a lot of us don't. Yeah, yeah. So there's issues there as well. There's so many human rights violations. I, I, I What I did was um, I filed a human rights uh, complaint against the entire region and based on not serving the goods and services, accommodations and facility because a 77-year-old a uh, elder went to the, I think it was March 2nd, he went to uh, the office and he was raising his concerns and the president called the cops on him and had him removed. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was my next question was I've I've heard that people are getting turned away at the office or they're not even... Like I've heard... I'm not allowed at the office. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go to the office at all. <laughs> so, so what do they say if you go to go to the office and open the door? Like, would they call the police uh, yeah, too? I don't. They won't serve me. It's pretty much I'm. I am. I am probably the loudest member in Laclabish. I've been fighting these guys. I've been protesting since 2014. When Audrey came to Conklin, I pretty much set up everything that they, what industry, because I, you can go on Google and you can find out exactly what these guys have been given. Yeah. You just have to put Lakeland Local, Métis Nation. The executive names come up and it shows all the different things that they they gained over these years. However, it's not being brought to the members. So we're kept out of the loop. 
We're kept out of the goods and services from the facility. And if we speak out and speak up, they, they send these letters from these lawyers. And I'm like, so basically what they're saying is, we'll deny you goods and services. We'll deny you human rights. We'll deny you your constitutional rights. But yet we'll bully you with lawyers and try to silence you to so this way you don't you can't uh inform the people about what's really going on or uh, uh under uh relying the issues like housing there's women in in conklin that are squatting on federal land on federal land yeah and they and and and, and they have no running water they still have slop pails yes no heat no no nothing no nothing but they, but they cover it up, and they say there's no issues here. Well, there's no. children here that are going. There's children are here that are, are being murdered. There's drugs. There's issues. There's a. There's. There, we're being neglected, but nobody seems to care. And 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 as soon as I post on my Facebook post, they're just they're targeting me. And this is the funny thing: they deny me the goods and services and my human rights. Why are they so concerned about my posts? Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So w- when you say goods and services, what what kind of services do, are they, I guess, are they denying you and, and others? Like, is it the housing? Is it things like that? Everything that we're entitled to in Region 1 as a collective, our funding, our, um, our membership, the community access, um, our home, our regional office is supposed to be our home. How how is it is how how can we go home when we're rejected? Yeah, they disassociate their own collectives. I seen I seen quite a bit of that up in when I did visit Conklin and just uh, I was there. I've been there a few times to talk to people and, and be at a few meetings, and it, it's very clear that there's almost like a preferred group and a non-preferred group of Métis. Yeah, and you know what I you know you know what I call that. Cousin policy because it's only relatives. <laughs> cushion this, cushion that, cushion. And all I gotta say is that 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 violates human rights. And what this is the bigger picture here. Region one and all these little locals and all these little presidents, they only serve their family. They don't serve the rest of us. So that's the bigger issue. Family first is a human right violation. Why is Audrey allowing that to happen in each of these locals? Well, and that's and a that good has point, to yeah. be addressed. And that has to be addressed as well. How do you take a, how do you take responsibility? You address those issues. And I'm not saying nothing negative about Madam President. I'm grateful for all the things that she's done in Métis Region One, and I'm grateful that she's she's making these guys um, take responsibility for the things that they're they're doing up in Fort McMurray. Because what they basically did was they they go against our bylaws. They're meeting with ministers, uh, going against the framework and conducting business for own self-interest. And I do have to say this. There's two locals in this region that are not legit and shouldn't be uh, going against a provincial body. And that's Fort Mackay. And uh, we need to get those books because in 2000, and I think it was uh, 2002 to 2012, he was dis, uh, disbanded from the local, and he was never reinstated. Hmm. So, and neither was Anzac. Wow. There's some issues here, and this is the thing: why isn't our regional president? Uh, why is our regional president allowing this? And why is she allowing First Nations on these locals? 
Yeah, and it, that was kind of a lot of the same stories I was getting out of Conklin was that simply because there's the same seven people or ten people that fill and up you know what every they're doing? board. And they're doing and they go to the they create these little committees these little boards these little associations and it's just the same ones and they they go and they use these associations for industry's money the yeah. thing that the thing that bothers me the most is okay sure i'm happy that they got the Métis land and the historic i i i'm all for that you know what i would love to see Métis have more land and i'm Absolutely, never going to yeah. say nothing negative about that because we do need that and I and, and I like the way that was done. However, I question where the money came from. I do, because locals don't make that much money. At twenty thousand max, I know the vice. I know the president makes maybe eighty-five thousand. The vice makes seventy-five thousand. And I know that if 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 we even if we made that amount of money, we wouldn't be get. We wouldn't. We couldn't get a loan for one point six million dollars. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It doesn't add up, and well, that's what I question. And now, where did the money come from? Did it come from industry? And these guys kept it all hush hush all these years and made it. And they happened to do this just before elections. But I'd like to know is um, if Audrey, if Audrey, if there's any way that she can dig into finding out where that money came from and do a forensic audit. And I hate to say this, but she's got to hold her own staff accountable and and have them be transparent as well because they're setting an example for the next leaders. And I don't want to exemplify that type of leadership. I want to represent and serve the collective because I'm also running too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of it, uh, I think if you were to, uh, like, I don't know if, I don't know if they can look into it because I think it'll probably be buried in, in private industry and private corporations, I would imagine. Um, but uh, I, there seems to be that general lack of, of transparency though, throughout all regions. Um I mean, I, I live down in Region 3, and I've heard, I'm not involved directly, but I've heard from several people that there's, you know, nobody seems to know where money is spent, or, or there's just a lack of transparency there as well. Maybe not to the degree that you guys are, are experiencing up there, but um, that seems to be a very common theme. Do you, when you talk to people from other locals, do you kind of run into that same issue? Well, I've talked to a few people, but we're all like this. We, we don't know what's going on. We have no clue. We're yeah. not informed. Goods and services are not delivered in our region. So how would we know yeah. unless we, we go and talk to Audrey and she informs us? But Madam President is so busy, like, it's, it's hard for her to come running for one single collective. So what we've been doing is I've been informing her and Sonia as things been happening because I don't want to be that type of, of I want to be a team member and I want to play for the Métis Nation of Alberta because we are the largest collective of Alberta. Yes. Um, doesn't the so does the Métis Nation of Alberta itself doesn't it have a way to deal with these conflicts? Doesn't it have a set of procedures or a way that Basically, you can go we, and do that? But, Basically, we don't have a Métis. We can't. We can't file complaints in the Métis Nation of Alberta either, because that was dismantled and ceased in 2005. Supposedly, revamping or modifying this Métis Judiciary Council. So that's where this all started, stemmed from. It's because I couldn't complain to them, and I I had complaints there in 2015, but they didn't go anywhere. They've been sitting there sitting there sitting there so i thought to myself okay if i can't complain to my metis regional judiciary council who do i go to 
So I went to the human rights. They basically told me how I was violated and the Constitution and the sections where I was violated. And they showed me how. So basically what I've been doing is trying to teach our Métis that we do have human rights. And these are the provisions that were protected under in Section 35, which is supposed to be a, a part of our constitutional rights as a Métis of Canada. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So now with no, um, I guess that's, that's kind of an, another problem, right? It's like, there's no, uh, judiciary is what they call it. So then there no, really is no mechanism to deal with these kinds of issues. I mean, I mean, um, Audrey is, is one person, but realistically there are rules in place and she can't just arbitrarily make decisions. Correct. Exactly. Okay. The, another thing is what are our bylaws for? Nobody's following yes. them. Nobody is abiding to the bylaws. But to me, it's like um, these new entities created their own bylaws <laughs> and we have to go based on their entity. I'm sorry, but for me, I'm a Métis and there is bylaws and these are the provisions that we are supposed to follow. So I'm expecting them to deliver. And we haven't seen that yet since 2014. And as far as I'm concerned, there's way too much nepotism and family first violations in these in this region and this local. Because what they do is they create these little locals and they only serve family. The region will give them money. And they and that's why some of these people in our communities are trying to create other locals. So this way they could be a part of that industry's money. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Everybody's running and they all <laughs> want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. But I won't. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work. And I honestly believe um, with the election coming in, this this whole entire region, the whole entire province needs to be revamped. And I do believe that she said she wanted new structure and governance. Well, one of the things that they should do is revise the whole province, fix it up where we have eight regions instead of six. Put a region in Fort McMurray. So this way we have more control and Audrey should be attending these these uh, these regional meetings when it comes to industry sitting with us and finding out exactly and saying, well, this is what our region has. Educate the, the locals and, 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 and deliver the services that you're supposed to. And and as a president, please serve us because that's what your job is. Mm -hmm. Now, um, has there have you ever thought of, like I know that um, all these locals and regions they are actually part of uh, this Alberta Societies Act. Is there a mechanism through there that you can maybe file a complaint through the Societies Act and have them look into it at all? Well, we filed, I think I filed complaints from Societies Act to human rights violations to, um, I've, I've, even, got, I've even written to Ottawa. <laughs> I've even written to Trudeau. So I'm hoping that <laughs> um, I've even talked to... Um, Basically, uh, um, I've talked to uh, Revenue Canada. I've talked to um, even chiefs of uh, Treaty 6 and 7 in regards to uh, uh, First Nations sitting on our region and our locals. That's illegal. That's a no-no. We can't do that. So that, that, that was one thing that I had cleared up. No First Nation can sit on our, our Métis Association as a collective, vote or sit on boards or committees. That's illegal. That's criminal conduct, and I want to make that very clear. There's so, no such thing as dual status either. No, there's not. Um, so, mm -hmm. okay. So who, who then is who is in charge at the 
See, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding why this region or any of these regions are allowed to just run rampant and do whatever they want, if that is the case. Um, why is there nobody checking who is on these boards and checking credentials and checking identity? If you have rules in place, there should be somebody there to check these rules and make sure that things are going well, especially if you have money moving around. Um, so when, how do these boards get set up and how do these people get involved if there's nobody like checking or, or, or there's no checks and balances in the system that. Well, this is this is that's the same question that I've had since 2014 since I protested. We had issues here internally. Um, the president has had human rights violations against her from from other people, yeah. and she paid them off uh, with lump sums, from what I'm told. And um, she can she can violate my human rights. But if it's one of her relatives, she'll pay them off. But she won't. She won't do that for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Nepotism is so great in Region One. It's like a disease. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, what do you? I, you know, you, you said you've written to people and things like that. So, what do you think? Um, I guess what's your next step? Is your next step to try to to go to the media more and try to get this story to the public more? Or is it? What is your next step? My next step is um, I'm going to do a surprise rally and protest in the Region 1 office. I'm not going to state the date. I'm actually <laughs> no collecting media. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, it's going to be a surprise. And I'm going to have media there as well. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm, right now I'm collecting May Key that want to be a part of this protest and rally. Okay. And then when we go in, we're going in as a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have media. And the same thing that I'm telling you is, and I'm not going to, like I said, we want to be heard. We want the financials brought to Laclabish. We want to see the books. And as a member of a good standing, that is our, 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 our right to see that in 58.2 of, of the bylaws. If yep. we request to look at the books, we're entitled to see the books. And why are the books held in Fort McMurray? Yeah. Yeah, no, these are all good, good, definitely good points. Um, and I would, I would, when you do have a date, I would love to if you uh, let me know privately so that I can. Maybe... Oh, I'm gonna definitely. I'll, I'll let you know uh, a couple of days in advance, yeah. and you come down and protest with us. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, this is the thing. I want elders there. I want youth there. I want collectives there to show that this is a bigger issue. It's not just something that they can sweep under the rug. Yes. This has been going on for years. Yeah. Like I ask elders, when was the last when was the last time we had a good president? And you know what they say? Uh, uh who was before <laughs> Bill Ludit? That was that was their response. Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a while then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Nothing has been served in Laclabish for years. They served themselves and filled their purse and for their family, but they neglect us. And this is the bigger, this is what everybody should be looking at. They use us for collectives to get money. So why is it that the collectives cannot be served what they're rightfully, what their rights are uh, based on, I guess you could say the bylaws, the constitution, but yet there's nothing. And we find out some members go to these regional meetings, they get paid more than others. Yeah. Because they're cousins. Yeah. It's that cousin policy that we need to get rid of, and I and you know what? Uh, this is this is the this is the same thing that all Aboriginals deal with. It's all about 
family, who's who's leader, who's family, and who has control. And then and, and then in the frontline grassroots Métis are neglected. We're neglected. And I'm and I'm proof of that. And and that's why they fight me. They're more concerned about my Facebook bo- uh, posts. They're more concerned about my voice. They're more concerned about what I have to say, but yet they deny me goods and services and human rights and on the um based on my constitutional rights of in the charter. So I do have issues and, and I and I'm I'm I have I have valid concerns. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, um, like I said before, I've heard these kinds of uh, comments in other regions as well. So it's it's not a unfamiliar, um, you know, thing. Um, so I guess you're going to protest. Is there, um, you know, with the elections coming up now, I'm not sure. Is that for all regions? Is every position up for election? Is that... All region, all for for all pro, for, for the entire okay. province, I guess, for all six regions, and it, we're entitled to vote. So I'm hoping that this year the elections are ran a little bit better, and ballot boxes don't go missing in Fort McMurray and stuffed in the seals aren't <laughs> broken, and Buffalo Lake don't have First Nations voting. Basically, because we've had issues, there's been issue after issue in our region one. So uh, I'm I'm basically. I'm only a voice, and yeah. I'm probably the loudest voice in La Clubish because everybody <laughs> seems to not really care because this is what I was told by one lady. She goes, why waste your time, Corianne? It's the same type of leaders doing the same thing. And you know what? Why? She said, I give up. She said, I went First Nation. Why? She said, there's no sense in being Métis, she said, because we don't get served. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that they use us for this money. But yet we don't see it. I, I like I've been I've 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 applied so many times for um, to finish my my degree in education, and I struggle and I work. But the thing is, I should be entitled to go to the office, fill out an application, and see if I qualify. Yes. But you know what? They but it doesn't work that way. If she don't, if the president don't like you and you're vocal. <laughs> Your, your application's gone in the garbage. Goodbye. And she will not even look at you at meetings. She'll give you stink eyes. She has, her behaviors are not professional. I don't, I, you know what? I, I have, to be honest with you, I have no respect for president and what she's been doing to our region. I have no respect for her at all. Yeah. Because she doesn't serve the collectives. And I'm, I can't wait for elections. And I'm hoping that I can get in there and change some things. And hopefully, um, Teach people what collect how collectives should be served. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you optimistic that that's uh, that could be a real possibility, or um, that the change could could happen in the next election? There. Well, I, I'm optimistic, but there's lots of cousins. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of cousins that pretty much um, that control the votes around here. Yeah. So I'm hoping that. Um, the bigger collective can see what I'm doing, and then I'm able to not just serve the cousins, but serve the whole of 2,500. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's where I'm coming from. I'm talking from a collective perspective. If you cannot serve 2,500 of us, what's your purpose of being in that position and warming up that seat? Yeah, exactly. I do believe. I do believe if you're going to serve anybody, it should be human rights first. Human rights is is, is, a, is a big thing, and that's something that's not served in the Métis Nation. Sure, bylaws, 
and the yeah. Section 35 and all these Canadian chartered rights that protect us. Yeah. But if that's the case and we don't even have a judiciary council, where is our justice system? Where are where is our protection? Where how are we legally uh, how are we legally protected if we're being violated by our own leaders? Exactly, and and that's I think that's my real uh, my bigger concern is like there just seems to be no mechanism to fix this either. It's uh, it's it's a promise that they're going to revamp the entire structure, but something like that that's a huge move for the entire M and A to be restructured. That's not going to happen in the next six to 12 months so then what do no. you do in the meantime right and that's that's where my concern is is okay but people have to live until then until there's this massive huge big change so what do people do well, let, let me let me let me put it this way i've been waiting since 2000 and since 2000 for funding and the good thing is i was able to pay for my social work diploma myself my rehabilitation program practitioner diploma myself my early childhood development diploma myself and my bachelor degree and i only have one more year to go so obviously i may we're, there's metis that can sustain themselves without going to the metis region and saying here and the reason why we have to do that is because we know that we can't depend on our own regional to help us we yeah. already know that isn't that yeah. sad it is pretty sad, and I, I, you know, I think just the stories of people being, you know, elders and everybody being kicked out of the office or police called. And, or, and you know what the like, worst part is? The worst part is the the it's be, okay. I have not been served human. I have not been served at all. Like I like I said, and because I'm very vocal, they they they've they've harassed me. I've had presidents' uh, children uh, message me on Facebook where I've actually have police reports. Uh, opened since last June, and they do have copies. And every time I filed a human rights complaint and it was valid, it, I gave the police a copy. So I kind of knew this was going to, uh, if uh, because of the fact that I'm vocal, I kind of knew that I had to protect myself. So I made a paper trail. So just in case they decided to bring lawyers like they did, but see, um, see, in 2017, I filed a human rights complaint, and it, the file is still open in September, and it's good till 2018 September. So I have a year. Yeah. So basically, within that year, if they don't serve me, the, com the Human Rights Commission is going to go after her and say, well, why didn't you serve? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't you done your job? Why haven't you, you know, done, you know, basically these things? So... I made sure there's a paper trail to protect my rights and because of the fact that I am vocal, because of the fact that I'm speaking up and speaking out about the human rights violations in Métis Region 1. And I, may, and I wanted to prove that it is happening based on a collective perspective. We're frontline, we're frontline grassroots Métis. And we don't get nothing from this region other than defamation of character, violations of human rights, violations to the bylaws. And really, what's your purpose if you're going to just sit there and uh, discriminate with intent to discriminate based on the fact that you're supposed to legally represent me and protect me, but yet you'll violate my rights? I don't believe in this this leadership at all. I don't believe in it at all. And it's not working for us. We need change and we need change now and another thing i want audrey to do is run the names before elections because nowadays there's a lot of people that are choosing first nation to go back to being first nation and sometimes their names don't get cleared off the lists 
until like later. And I think that's something that should should happen every time there's election that Audrey sends these names because last time we had election there was how many people that were deleted off the list uh, before. And it went from 3,260 to 1,800. Now we're wow. at 2,500. And I'm wondering, were some of these people First Nations before? Yeah. Why their names were, you know? There's issues there. And I want to know this. I want to know how many are in these, lo- how many First Nations are in these locals and on these collectives. And I'd like to know why and why. And I'd like Audrey to investigate that as well. Yeah. Well, it's it's it certainly sounds like a lot. Um, we're kind of we're we're getting close to time, but I want to say I really appreciate you coming on and uh, definitely keep us in mind if you're going to protest. We'd like to come up and I'd like to get some, you know, some some sound and some audio and and just be up there for that. So, um, well, I'll give you two days in advance, but it's going to be surprise. It's going sure. to be a rally and a protest, and they're not even going to know when we're going to do it because anytime <laughs> I post something, they they. They lock the office when Corianne's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> or they're not in the office. Yeah, exactly. Quite a few times, they're, they're never there. So yeah, what least... are they using? Our, they get paid to work there, but they're not there. Yeah, exactly. So They're all in Fort McMurray, building another municipality for themselves. <laughs> wow. Cousin policy again. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you talking, and I think it's very eye-opening. Um and uh, hopefully we can – I really hope that there is some change for you coming down the road, whether it's through elections or somebody actually enforcing a bylaw. But um, we'll definitely keep in touch and, uh, you know, maybe have well, you on regar- again. Well, regardless if I get in or not, all I got to say is the next president or whatever is going to have to deal with me. <laughs> and I'm always <laughs> going to be there. I'm always going to be a thorn in their thigh wanting accountability and transparency. Because we're tired of the old leadership and nepotism's got to go. You got to serve the collectives, serve the Métis their constitutional rights, and serve them their human rights before you violate them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much Métis for being on. Métis deserve better. Absolutely, <laughs> they do for sure. So, yes. um, all right. Well, thank you, and and have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You bet. Great. All right, guys. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed that uh, conversation, and I hope you understand the the frustration that she's feeling, um, and and it kind of goes to a general feeling that I get from a lot of people about the lack of transparency and accountability within these organizations. And I think it's a real shame when they they start to get lawyers involved and threatening people with lawsuits for defamation of character. I mean, if you're in a positional leadership and you refuse to answer questions, I think it's a it. it, it you shouldn't be in that position if you can't handle the fire. So um, it, it's too bad, and I, I really do hope that we 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 stay on top of this story and we stay uh, paying attention to this, and hopefully we can bring you a more positive update in the future. But um, I want to thank Corianne for being on the show, and I hope uh, I hope people get this this out there and share it so that everybody can understand what they're going through up there and that these stories don't stay hidden away, tucked away under the rug of of any organization that's doing these things. So if you're having a similar issue, if you're having a similar problem in your area, in, the neck of, in your neck of the woods, with your organization, whether it's Alberta or BC or, or you know Nova Scotia, I don't care where it is, send us an email at metipodcast at gmail.com. 
give us uh give me a phone number or some way to contact you back um and and we uh, we can discuss it maybe we can get you on the show and you can talk about your issues in your area so this show is is about getting people's voices heard as much as it is me and James Jason being able to ramble on like a couple of crazy lunatics so uh <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed it um if you want to check out more episodes like this head back to our page our our uh patreon page and check that out um or you can check out our facebook which has all of our episodes you can go back and listen to past episodes there so i really want to thank you guys for listening have a great week and uh, until then the jig is up you are the spark that's starting a fire that will spread across this land and it will be a fire that doesn't burn but a fire that cleanses a fire that ignites in our hearts and creates light 